Hey! Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> Welcome back to the Media Morgue, everyone, where movies come to be examined. I am Dissected, chopped, screwed, Cleveland and, steamered. And <laughs> having the, the blood sucked out of him, too. Um, I'm your host, Justin Winley, um, or, or Dr. Michael Morbius, if you like, and I'm joined by my fellow surgeons of cinema. I am Danny Meddy, or Song Kang Ho. Uh, and I am Zach Palomo, or uh, Lucian, or better known as Milo. Milo, <laughs> yeah, whichever. It doesn't matter. Um, today we are Sans Wes, um, and interestingly Sad. enough, this is actually the original, this is the big three right here. I it mean, is. no mm-hmm. offense to Wes, but this is this is how we're the, the uh, started. original architects yeah, of, of, our, <laughs> of our little program here. Yeah, the founding. The chaos has the... left the building, though. I don't know if you yeah, guys the, feel it. The, the Ringo, the Ringo <laughs> of the group is gone, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, um, but we are here to, and it's fittingly we're recording this at night. Uh, we're talking about Morbius, um, as you might have guessed from the Classic. opening, directed by Daniel Espinosa, recently released, and then going back to 2009 uh, to visit one of my favorite directors, Park Chan Wook, with Thirst, um, uh, which came out a year after Twilight. Uh, and it's oh, interesting. There are a lot of interesting connections. I, my, yeah. uh, me and my buddy were, were pointing that out. There's, there's yeah, literally yeah. the uh, hold on spider monkey and jumping around with <laughs> that scene is in it. But so, one is, yeah, of course, patrician cinema in air quotes, and the other is for preteens in air quotes. Yeah, if yeah, you ask me, Twilight yeah, is the more Kino of the two films. Twilight is, I think, is going to be looked on and perhaps already is being looked back on fondly as sort of a As a, a banger fucking soundtrack, it? dude. It looks really good, that first movie. Visually, it's great. I like those silly old effects. I think I think Twilight. Do you is, like uh, Do you like that part when uh, when Kristen Stewart walks into the classroom and Robert Pattinson starts having a conniption? Such vomiting. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I really like the baseball himself. scene. On oh yes, that's iconic. That's actually fun. Yeah. Um, so we're double dipping into the vampirism today, but before Wait. we get to the reviews, we have the news. All about uh, super. Super quick. I just want to confirm that both of these movies were. Wes's suggestion? Who is not? Oh, here? is that? Is that like? Yeah. Did Wes make us watch both of these movies and then not and show then up for that? Dip. I think that was <laughs> if, intentional. If it was up to me. We'd be talking about Sonic, and it would be Autism Central on the media. Oh, Sonic today. would be so cool. Oh, I boy. actually yeah. do kind of want to see it, but uh, I do too. I'll have to do it myself, or wow. maybe we can figure out yeah. when to go. I'll go with yeah, that's not happening. I um. I'll go with you. All right. I, I don't want to go. <laughs> don't invite me you weren't going to but i'm not going <laughs> you, you're not interested in the final uh swan song of jim carrey zach oh god that's right it's his like his, last his movie last right? role alleged, oh. seriously alleged that's what he says yeah he's been yeah. saying that for a while i think Has like he? at some point um and he also doesn't believe in the self or something so um in the self he has this whole thing where he doesn't believe that he is a person like he's a, yeah what do you mean he, he thinks we're what all, do you mean he thinks we're all computer programs just heavy hippie shit by the way if i was a computer program i would be super mario sunshine for the nintendo gamecube i think oh nice <laughs> okay i didn't think you, about it 
message. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't come prepared with that <laughs> as an answer. Um, but uh, we didn't mean to, to talk about Jim Carrey today. Uh, who wants to go first with the news item? Thank you. Uh, Zach, why, why don't you go first? Why don't I go first? All right. Um, I Here, here's my news item for everybody today. There's uh, a movie called Firestarter that's coming out. Um, it's yeah, yeah. based off of a Stephen King novel. Um, and Zac Efron is in it. I thought Zac Efron uh, quit acting because I saw that he was in a lot of Dubai Air commercials, which were like fake trailers for that's movies. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, with with I think Jessica Alba, and I swear, like I looked it up because I thought every time I see one of those commercials, I think it's a real movie, and it's not. It's Dubai Air. Um, but they really put like a lot of like budget i think into it like they make it a full production and then uh-huh. i saw like an interview with him where he was like uh hollywood is toxic and evil and i was like i guess this is it i guess he's doing dubai air commercials now um and that's better than mm-hmm. hollywood but here he is he's back um for Firestarter. he plays the dad of a girl with Some powers child. yeah you know carrie yeah. uh jean gray she has those kind of abilities and i think the mom bites it very early on um (laughs) and i think i think they show it in the trailer (laughs) what is the uh john carpenter connection to this did he did he do the music is there a john carpenter connection yeah well there it's i didn't know about that oh yeah apparently he did it's a remake of an older movie and uh apparently they wanted to pay tribute to john carpenter to uh in in some way but i think they decided to just straight up bring him on and have him do the music for it um i'm trying to look up this this 80s Firestarter because that's kind of a cult movie i don't know who's involved i see it here seen it. who directed okay. that 1984 Justin? directed by based Mark on Lester. the stephen king okay based on the stephen mm-hmm. king novel i don't know and it has a this. little baby drew barrymore and am i oh my yeah. god that's drew barrymore, barrymore on the poster yeah wow well drew oh barrymore god, that's so funny and they, and they recreated, recreated that poster too. Yeah, the exact same yeah. poster. So it seems yeah, to be taking funny. more inspo from uh, the '80s movie than uh, the actual than novel, the book, which is interesting. You're probably right. I'm sure yeah. that's scratching a niche for somebody. That yeah. the poster is exactly the same. That's fun. Shout out to all the Firestarter well, fans. It, listen, yeah, it is a cult movie. I mean, <laughs> I just I've never seen it and I know nothing about it. Yeah, me neither. Well, but, it's happening. Yeah. So we're uh, experts you know. on this show. That's that's why you listen to our <laughs> podcast. We're the experts. We know everything. This, this is to your point, though, Zach. This is kind of like a very um, popular trend in the YA genre, like the mm-hmm. the young child, usually the young mm-hmm. woman with, with like untapped powers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think maybe the way was paved for this because of the popularity of Stranger Things. Mm. And we've seen, oh, yeah. you know, more stuff since then start to crop up. I mean, I think the Carrie yeah. remake came out after the Stranger Things, uh, the season one of Stranger Did Things it. popped up. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. With Chloe Grace Moretz, yeah. Yes. I think Piper yeah. Laurie is really the one who steals the show in the original movie. Yeah, she gets so to be great. more like, you know. She's scary. Yeah. yeah. She gets to be more of a crazy out of me. mama. Yeah. And the, the, um, the knives fly at her and she gets like crucified oh my God. in the doorway. <laughs> that scared the fuck uh, out that, of me. That movie is so iconic. It's so good. Yeah. It is. And then yeah, they they they, they X Mend it a bit uh with the reboot, which I guess was to be expected. Yeah. Um they were you know, preparing for a shared a universe. Ostentatious. Yeah. <laughs> a, a shared yeah. uni- a, a face off with her and uh Christine, the car that kills people. That, that, that like, wouldn't have been the first crossover. Are, are you guys uh, familiar with the fact that Friday the 13th Part 7 was supposed to be Carrie meets Jason? 
Oh my god! I think but, I've heard of but that. they couldn't secure the rights to carry. But they had this whole screenplay where Jason fights a telekinetic, so they I just changed that. the character's name. So he he still fights a telekinetic girl in that movie. It's just not carried. Oh, it's one of wow. those situations. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. That probably would have drawn in like crowds. Like that's like I'd see that. That's probably. crazy. Eventually, he fought Freddy Krueger. So, and I know you had some news potentially about Cannes Film Festival, Dan. Yeah, so Cannes starts on a. Thursday. This is um an interesting tidbit here. Maybe a leak. I'll, I'll let you guys decide. But this comes from Kaleem Aftab. This tweet is still up right now. I believe this guy is a judge at Cannes. I'm not sure, but um he says there's going to be a movie at Cannes from one of the best American directors in history. He made two of my all-time favorite movies. We can argue all night over others and my favorite TV series. This movie has been kept well under wraps. Some even doubt it exists. So there's been a lot of speculation here. Um, some people are saying Fincher. I mean, two of his movies could be favorites of this guy's, you know, if you want to say Fight Club and uh, Social Network or something. Mm-hmm. And he did do Mindhunter, which is a pretty mm, big yeah. show, I guess. Um, Unfortunately, it got canceled. Right, right. And then there's Scorsese, who did uh, Boardwalk Empire, not anyone's favorite show, I don't think, not that big. But then you do some digging on this guy, Kaleem Aftab, who this tweet's coming from, and uh, one of his favorite movies is Blue Velvet. Who, who directed ah, that? there you go. I might have known. <laughs> who, direct, who, who, who directed that? Michael Bay. Uh, a little guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little guy known as uh, David, David large-haired gentleman named David Lynch, <laughs> who uh, also did a pretty successful cult TV show known Twin as Peaks. Twin Peaks. What's uh, and yep, uh, this seems like it's right up David Lynch's alley that he might surprise drop a feature film at Cannes. Now, Justin, mm-hmm. I know you're, I know you know about this, but on on Twitter every day um, for a while now, for a good portion of the pandemic, he's been posting these. Uh, daily greetings to people oh yeah where, yeah, where yeah. it looks like he's the exact same and, and he's even like wearing some of the same stuff in a lot of yeah. these videos and uh the theory right now is that he wanted to make this movie in secret so he recorded months worths of daily greetings all at the same time <laughs> and scheduled them to come out every day so that no one would suspect that he was uh somewhere in something. the world making a movie yeah that's which uh if this is true if this is true he has successfully turned life into a david lynch movie yeah yeah he wants people to be like, oh, well, what's david lynch up to well let's check his twitter oh he's just in his office Talking posting his daily greeting meanwhile he's in fucking poland or whatever making a movie. i love i love also wow. the idea that he thinks that that's simpler than just not posting on social media right right he's <laughs> like, the evidence like, <laughs> yeah I, I have to have some kind of presence, so here's me making the same video. The alibi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's an alibi. That would track, because wow. the, when you watch those videos, like, they're va- they're way too similar, you yeah, know, yeah. To, mm-hmm. to each He's other. like, um, um, today is April 5th, 2022, and if you can believe it, it's a Friday once again, and they're all like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I can just imagine him sitting in his office recording, like, six months of, of those like 30 second videos to, to have a posted every day. <laughs> well, we're, I As remember an alibi. when we brought up um, how uh, Coppola is financing his own film, uh, you mentioned that like there was a, 
I, I think you said this on one of our previous episodes that Lynch has been trying to get a certain film of his financed yeah. for a few years. Do you think so this I think could this, be So it? I think that's what this was. He tried to go yeah. through Netflix to have a, a series called Wisteria right. um, picked up. And then Netflix thought it was too weird or something and they and they didn't pick it up. And then I'm, I think he's just independently doing it yeah. as a feature. That's yeah. interesting. So, that's surprising. Yes, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll know on Thursday. We'll know on Thursday. But uh, it's oh. it's according to this guy, it's been completely kept under wraps, and it's gonna have a, a surprise world premiere. Like the actual movie is going to premiere before a trailer or anything. Wow! Oh, that's okay. cool. Yeah, and those are the only really hints that he stuff. gives about who the director is. Just that, yeah, it's two of his. But he, he, you do some digging, and this guy is a big David Lynch fan, and he's one of the uh, mm. Cannes Festival judges. So, looks like oh, okay. We're about ninety nine percent sure that that's what's happening here. It, it is a very Lynch move. I mean, if any filmmaker were to do this, it, it tracks that it's David. I uh, I don't have any news, folks. Today, wow. um, I'm I didn't I came empty handed to this table. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I guess I barely even want to talk about this Will Smith thing. I'm just gonna bring it oh, up yeah, just go. to say that like it is it's weird to me in in that he you know. He resigned from the academy, and then they decided to slap this decade-long ban on him for a for decade. from yeah. attending any of the stuff. Which I don't know, kind of feels a little arbitrary. And also, it's like I was, really, was going to say, like, well, your punishment is is ten years of not getting boozed up at the Globes. Yeah, <laughs> mind you, that like, doesn't okay. it doesn't it doesn't bar him from being like nominated for right. anything. And he can go to the after party. Right, or, is what I heard. I, I, I mean, guess, I mean, like, yeah, of course, right. My, right, because they're usually not hosted. It's yeah. like it'll be Vanity Fair or something. But I don't know. It's like if you really want to make uh, a statement and you want to make an example of him, then there is only one thing to do, which is to rescind the award. Right. Um, right. But and I'm not even saying that that's necessary. I'm just saying like all this other stuff feels weird. It's like you quit and your boss tells you, "Well, you can't quit. You can't go anywhere." <laughs> yeah, when I'm already <laughs> don't out bother. The door. so um it's just very strange and of course people who are smarter than i am have talked about all of the inconsistencies in terms of like who the academy decides to exact its vengeance upon and who it doesn't um you know but i just think it's it's kind of yeah it's It's jarring it's weird it's just like thanks like the the whole situation doesn't make any sense Mm. like like the the fact that um he he said, uh, well, "Well, what did he do on his part? He, he was like, um, I'll I'll stay away or give up the award or whatever it is that they want me to do." And then they they doubled down on the punishment. Like, is that? What I it is? I don't even know if he ever talked about giving back the award, but right. I know that he he, he made he a public an apology statement saying he'll he do whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I I know that he took the first step by by revoking his own by leaving the academy. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's the, the that's what it was. Academy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. Yeah, think of. and then and then at that point it was like, well, okay, he did that voluntarily. Sure. Boom. Um, but I guess the academy still felt that they personally had to save some kind of face because of how sure. the whole thing went down in the first place. Talking yeah. about now, oh well, we tried to remove him and he refused. We asked him to leave, and that's that was it. That was the end of it. It's like <laughs> you know, well done. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's the whole thing is unfortunate, but yeah. um, uh, I mean it's it's gonna be 
jarring if there is an Oscars next year in the sense that obviously they have that tradition where the previous recipient of the award comes out to present. Uh, so is like that what best that actor is? presents best actress, yeah, and vice That's versa. So I never noticed yeah. that. Yeah. So okay, it won't yeah. be him. I guess it'll go back to who won the year before him. Was it? Uh, no idea. Uh, I don't know exactly. Exactly. The last I can't two, remember any other two years of Tom Oscar nominees have been really um, interesting. It may as well be Tom Holland, yeah. Or Jared Leto. <laughs> wow. have, have Jared Leto go out there on uh, his little uh, walking sticks or whatever. His crutches. Oh, yeah, his yeah. Crutches. Still in character. He hasn't left. He hasn't dropped it, even though the, uh, <laughs> the ratings for that film continue to plummet. Um, and I guess on that note, we'll take our first break and then dive into uh, Morbius. I, I, I gotta say, Wes isn't here, but I, I saw this movie with this man, and one thing I really appreciated is uh, he set the tone, because as soon as the movie opens, there's a purple screen, and then in a very epic font and reveal, it just says, Morbius. And and mm-hmm. Wes laughed a, a the loudest belly laugh I've ever heard just at the title, <laughs> Morbius. Morbius, the one you've been screaming for. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. We're here to watch Morbius. Welcome back. Um, We, like we said, are talking about uh, the film where uh, journalist Eddie Brock is trying to take down Carlton Drake, the notorious... Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, different Justin, different movie. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't tell. This is the same (laughs) film as Venom. This is basically interchangeable. I never thought this would make me yearn for another Sony Marvel uh, (laughs) spinoff. Here we (laughs) are. Yeah, uh, so we are we are discussing Morbius um, and all of its similarities to these other uh, spinoffs. I'm sure will come up. Uh, it stars Jared Leto, so Matt good. Smith, so good, Jared Harris, so good, Adria Aryona, the best, Tyrese Gibson, and <laughs> awesome. Al Madrigal. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Tyrese. A moment of silence for Tyrese. <laughs> Tyrese. Guys, I mean, um, this is Matt Smith's movie. Let me just right out of the gate. It's, it's, I mean, it is. you're not wrong. Yeah. Not annoying to look at at all. Yeah. You know, I, usually we get a lot of like, people give superhero movies a lot of trash for using, overusing computer effects. I thought it was great that they let Matt Smith keep his same face even after the vampire transformation. <laughs> I didn't apply any changes it's to it at all. It's just him. He just, yeah, uh, he, he just, just looks the same scowled. The movie through. I want to clarify yeah, that cool. I'm being sarcastic because he's very bad. <laughs> he's, he's really really not good in this movie um so you know the, what, the first clip i saw from this was was that scene where he's dancing oh. and like he's combing his hair and he throws the comb over his shoulder oh. and he's puffing out his chest and he's like being all seductive with the, with the uh pelvic thrusts and stuff and he goes mm-hmm. and, his, and his face turns into cgi yeah mm-hmm. yeah how can you how do you top the dancing in spider-man 3 leave it to sony oh. right they tried yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they succeeded. They, they figured out a way. <laughs> they they I, topped I, the listen, Spider-Man three dancing. I think that for, first of all, perhaps what we should do because we know none of us like this movie is I try to. I, like, like, I beg to differ, Justin. I, I beg to really differ. Good. I actually like we did like with Mortal Kombat way back in the day. Um, is open with with the with the positives, uh, such as they exist. I regarding Matt Smith, I do think, and Wes said this in the chat, but I think Matt Smith like is trying to do is trying to play like a schlock vampire movie. I was he, laughing I think every sh- time he was on screen. <laughs> but weren't we supposed to like? Yeah, I'm I like, guess. wasn't 
you know? Like he's I didn't, hamming I don't, it up. Right, he, yeah, he's, I didn't he's, he's very hamming it Yeah, he's hamming it up. There were the, That scene in particular, I feel like, was really shooting for... Because I, I can imagine that Daniel Espinosa in preparation to make this movie. And I, I mean, I don't know what else he's, he's done. Oh, okay. Easy money. I've heard of that <laughs> safe house. He did. Oh, Oh, he did with, safe uh, house. Denzel. And he's done he a lot of the movies you've heard of. He did life. I saw life. <laughs> oh, I didn't see life. I did want to see life. Okay. So he's, he's cool, but I can imagine he watched a lot of vampire stuff, including probably blade. And there's some, there's like a few vestiges of blade inspiration trying mm. desperately to fight their way out of this boring uh-huh. movie and one yeah. of them is i think matt smith's performance where he's kind of doing a a chew uh, a scenery chewing 90s-esque sure. vampire yeah. performance sure. um in the way that steven dorff is doing in that first blade movie mm-hmm. but yeah. it just doesn't feel connected to anything because the rest of the movie is such a flat line he right. he looks like a hairless cat crossed with like an alien <laughs> gremlin thing of some kind like I mean, making him this charismatic like sexy guy doing the pelvic thrust and stuff it doesn't work like like mm. like i know for britain he's 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 a pretty good looking guy <laughs> the top man because in, in, they all look England. pretty they all look pretty fucked up over there but uh <laughs> over, over here matt smith is kind of disturbing to look at so well, dude matt smith has stands i know well, well he, he used doctor. to have a lot oh, of them right. yeah yeah um, back when doctor uh, who was big on uh tumblr they're like fucked up looking British guys. Zach, we 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 popped out to see this together. We sure um, did. I know we were sharing some of our initial impressions right after, but now that the that the plate has cooled, mm-hmm. um, what are what are some of the things that that strike that that come up immediately when you think of Morbius? What did you like about it? What Can did I like about it? Like yes. About? Okay. Let me think. Well, uh, so I was like maybe the one thing that I was like excited for was uh, Jared Harris because I really like that actor. Um, mm-hmm. He's in Chernobyl. He's in um, uh, the, the terror anyway. So he's yeah. a great actor and he's he just, Sherlock Holmes. He's sure it. Yes, he is. I thought I, I, I was thinking of the Benedict Cumberbatch one, even though I really like yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. He's Moriarty. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. So I thought, you know, he was wasted. You know what I mean? Like he's a good actor mm-hmm. that was doing good acting, but you don't really, you're not able to take notice of it because it's yeah. just like bullshit. Um, that was supposed to be a positive and I turned it into a negative. Um, you, you found a way, didn't you? <laughs> let me allow me to go back. Positive. Justin, tell me the name of the actress that played Martina. Adria Argona. That's really all I have to say. That's the positive. <laughs> the movie. Listen, I look, okay. Did, did you guys here we hear go. that? Uh, did you guys hear that? That when she um, cuts through that store, cause she's running away from the cop. The uh, cop asks the lady at the counter where the, woman in jeans went yeah. and then, oh, the, the woman in jeans that way of course like, could you choose the safest way vague, to describe her any more vague she descriptors is, she is quite gorgeous she uh, died it was distracting it was distracting my thing was i was just violently upset that she uh took romantic interest in jared leto for any reason at all like i just <laughs> i didn't see once yeah. again here I go, turning it into a negative. I don't know. Some Sometimes the Morbius face looked, like, vaguely cool. Like, I think largely the CGI was really garbage. But I think that, like, they're just a couple shots. Like, when he opens his eyes with the bat, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I kind of, I like this structure for his face. Like, mm-hmm. and I just was confused as to why they wouldn't use that for the rest of the film. Because otherwise it was garbage. Um, yeah, they made a, they did make a real attempt to pull his face pretty much straight out from of the, the comics. comics yeah um and that's cool i did find myself appreciating most of the action i mean i don't mm-hmm. understand 
the the choice to have everything turn into like weird vapors. Right. What is that power? I don't know what, what that's that, supposed to be representing. What bat does that? Just like um, leaves trails of themselves. Yeah, that's that was weird, but I I liked like that scene where he's tra- where he transforms on the ship for the first time. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah, that was cool. I thought that was cool. That was cool. Uh, but the thing that's weird about this is and we've had a lot of these like villain movies come out recently villain with a uh, quotation marks well that's the thing right i feel that they one of the reasons that they don't work is because like what would be interesting is to experiment with the whole idea of storytelling in that the pro- usually the protagonist and antagonist are like uh somehow they're morally opposed right good versus evil or something but and but if you so it's like okay the idea with making a story about a villain is that maybe you follow a genuinely like kind of despicable person and you just find a way to make the movie work outside of that and you let the audience decide how they feel about it but instead they turn morbius into like this moral hero where he's like well the first people he kills are mercenaries so they don't care yeah the police are like don't worry about it we kind of are glad that they're not alive anymore so yeah isn't that what they say verbatim they're like well good thing those guys are off the seas they were guilty (laughs) 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 like it's 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 just it and then it's boring because you're not actually doing the thing that i I would imagine the the, cardinal sin of the film isn't it it is it is boring as hell boring it is just boring as all hell I, i uh I want to read a, a tweet here, Justin, um, and, and, and hold that thought, but I think this kind of summarizes my, my feelings on the film. This comes from my old professor at the New School and legendary New York film critic, uh, Nick Pinkerton. He says, Nick. the sadness of developing a Morbius take, in quotes. Mm. Not a single soul who worked on this piece of shit ever thought it was anything, and yet it exists. <laughs> Horrible having to go home and speak to your partner after a day on this picture. People shouldn't be treated like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And then right? someone like someone responds who worked on the movie can confirm that experience, and he says, no offense, that shouldn't have happened to anyone. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. man. It's that, And that's kind of what I said in my when I did a little letterbox review for it. I was like, I can't even be offended by this movie because – it it doesn't try anything and there's like no time this movie it's so and we'll get to the post credit yeah. scenes but it's 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 such a rush to get itself over with just to show you that it's going to be yeah, worth something it, later it, it doesn't right. want to seem it isn't seem to want to exist to begin with every yeah. every scene is so short everyone looks so bored except for of course jared leto who, who's taking up everyone's time in real life wheeling him around the set so that he can <laughs> so that he can uh save time walking on crutches and, and going on bathroom breaks and stuff just just leave it to him on on the worst movies in the world making the process that much worse for everyone involved yeah right yeah <laughs> what I, a talent. yeah his ego is uh is quite palpable here and i think this also lends to one of the things i wanted to talk about which is like Zach and I noticed in the theater how jarring the edit is on this movie. Yeah. Like this it's important to remember that uh this film has been in production hell for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back actually to 2000. Um wow. The character was supposed to appear in Blade. Wow. Portrayed by Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. Stephen Norrington, a director, in a <laughs> well, well, <laughs> he still that would have been would alive. Have, <laughs> that would have been a rights conflict, wouldn't it? Or, or, or would Fox 
own own Morbius. Well, at this point, it was so it says uh, Artisan Entertainment had announced a deal with Marvel to co-produce, finance, and distribute several films based on Marvel Comics characters, mm-hmm. including Morbius, the Living Vampire. Um, so he was supposed to before that he was going to show up in Blade, but he'd been cut. Um, and then he didn't show up in Blade 2 either. In 2017, all these years later, Sony announced plans for a new shared universe featuring Spider-Man-related properties, yeah. beginning with Venom. Sure. Um, and so that was when this got re-kind of unearthed. Um, and it's been pretty much since 2019 that they've been trying to figure out how to get this film off the ground. Oh, they failed. They had all that time and they fucked it. <laughs> can you imagine, man? How did I you mean, have it's... that much time and you? And, and so you I think to that point, movie. you can you can tell like this movie is cut to ribbons. Yeah, it's yeah. cut to ribbons. Like there's that scene where he's supposed to be accepting that, and you can tell because there's there's shots in the trailers that don't show up in the movie, and right. that happens a lot with superhero stuff, but it's really noticeable here. Like there, he's supposed to be accepting a Nobel Peace Prize and then they just cut to him in the hospital and then we don't know what happened until someone there's an insert shot of like Morbius rejects Nobel Peace Prize but why would he do that there's no reason why would he do that why would the character do that we don't learn why he's just like like, oh he's a troublemaker yeah I guess I don't think he's too humble (laughs) it's so it's such a yeah it's a slog to even try to review this movie it's so fucking it it wants it wants to do the bare minimum superhero origin stuff and it also wants to do the bare minimum vampire movie stuff while mm-hmm. also being PG-13 and and not really having a spin or a or a pull right. that would get you invested it's just like here's the vampire story you've seen a million times here's the origin story you've seen a million times yeah by like your your brain is off for the whole duration of the film and then by the time it's over it's like was that it yeah was that the whole movie like (laughs) there surely must be more right (laughs) it's 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 showing you nothing new it's it's not capturing the imagination in any way it's just a lazy boring movie that at an hour and in what 20 minutes 40, feels 44 like minutes an hour and 44 minutes way too long yeah yeah way too long somehow it's, it uh, has all that time and yet it feels like nothing happens yeah mm-hmm. it, well here's my i still i still don't understand what math smith wanted to do like what why he wanted to kill anybody at all and then why he specifically was trying to kill Jared Leto. And why Jared Leto didn't even like try to come up with an alternative to murdering Matt Smith. He was like, I made a I have made a poison to kill him, not like to incapacitate him. He didn't even like think to try and like yeah. talk to him. He was like, No, he's going to die. He attacked me. <laughs> the, he killed the climax the the climax lasts twenty seconds. He flies across the city to find where Matt Smith is and then just kills him. He beats him immediately. And the movie's over. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he finds him and doesn't even kill him in, like, an elaborate way. Like, he summons a bunch of bats and then... Throws stab. bats Chokes at him. him? Yeah. He, he throws bats at he him. He throws bats he at grab him. grab his neck? No, no. I don't, I don't even think. He just throws the bats and then they they keep piling yeah. on him and then he takes out the needle and he stabs him. He just him stabs the him. There's it's no not combat. even a stake. It's not even a wooden stake. They introduce <laughs> wooden stakes in, earlier in the film and they yeah. never use it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm they annoyed. I here's the thing to your point Dan regarding it kind of just being like checklist um in every way and we'll, uh, 
you know, we've we've paired this with a film that is strikingly similar. Not it's only very in terms inspired, of, though. Yeah, yeah, but not only in terms of like it being about a vampire, but also like the the concept and how the vampirism comes out and how it's utilized in the story. Sure. But like, an Morbius, of science. Yeah, I feel like here, like, this is why you know I said that it feels so similar to Venom because it's just such a cookie cutter movie there's no attempt to make it feel stylistically separate which I guess okay listen you could say that about really any like MCU film I guess too like they're trying to make a shared universe so I guess I understand but it's you have this opportunity to create a story about Morbius the living vampire which is already like a D-list character why don't we throw some kind of like gothic elements in here let's put in a spin you know where's the gore Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera Logan's a western Mm -hmm. Uh, those cap sequels are uh, political thrillers like there's no spin to this Yeah, it's like you have the bones of something that could be interesting with like a superhero flair if you make it a little gothic make it um like tortured scientist know. type of thing. Yeah, add, musical. Add some atmosphere, know. you know. <laughs> add some atmosphere. It's it's a vampire movie that has no like rolling fog or heavy rain or dark shadows or anything. Yeah. It's shot like one of those GI Joe movies. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the only the only <laughs> the only aesthetic um, positive I can grab from this film. Well, there's two. The I think the opening and closing Martina. title credits are kind of cool. There's Martine. Uh, she's great. Martine, and then number me. three, he has that really cool uh, peacoat with the purple lining in it. I oh, like yeah. that. He, he's he's dressed like a vampire before he ever becomes before a he vampire. Before he becomes a vampire. <laughs> he, has, he has the popped collar and everything. <laughs> he's just walking around. And the long black trench coat. And he's coat. already yeah. like pale and his eyes are like black anyway. So yeah. it's like there's... Yeah. He actually just Regar- looks My, my favorite scene has got to be when he tells his disabled friend Milo whose name is not Milo, mind you. Um, <laughs> this is a curse. You, you, you don't want to have what I have. It sucks. Saying it to a man who's walking around with crutches after he's just done a bunch of backflips and flying around <laughs> his office yeah. and having a great fucking time. He looks jacked. It does not seem like it, it's a curse at all. Yeah, he's jacked. He's loving it. It's it's like everything seems to be working out for you, and yet you're going to tell this other yeah. disabled man uh, you don't want what I have. Well, here's here's the, the thing I was saying to Zach regarding, I guess we can hone in specifically on Jared Leto for a second, because obviously it's very easy to, to rag on the guy, and I do think that in, he is he's one of the worst people. But <laughs> I, I don't think that, like, objectively, such as you can say, he, I think he when he when it comes to acting he like can do it like he knows yeah, sure. what, like he's capable but the thing is that he's so like at first okay he's playing Michael Morbius who's this very like you know he's clearly ill all the time so he's and it's not like he's going to have a lot of energy so his kind of subdued performance makes sense yeah but there's that point where after he kills all the dudes on the ship in what is an okay sequence except for the fact that you can't tell what he's doing what to most of these doing? people there's no blood there's no whatever he wakes up and he looks at himself in the mirror. I was like, that's an opportunity for, in a better movie, a little for bit of character. that actor to be like, sure. it worked. Yeah. Oh my God, it worked. <laughs> and then to be like, wait, where am I? What have I done to people? Instead, right. he just looks at himself and he's like... The same expression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't He care. does like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. The thing Spider-Man about Jared Leto that I think is the reason everyone is so <laughs> over him is because he's kind of a parody of the pompous actor, isn't he? Like like every mm, yeah. every uh, news headline you see about him, it's like he's just doing more pretentious actor shit. That 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 yeah. like actors get made fun of for doing. You know, he's like mm-hmm. he went so method that he's like ruining people's experience on the movie. He's I was sending scared dead of condoms. Him. He's sending rats. Yeah, exactly. And like 
he doesn't he doesn't work as an everyman at all. He doesn't work as an everyman at all. He he comes off as so unlikable. Yeah. 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 No, you're you're exactly right. It just it makes him such a like you said, Zach, it's a slog to watch him in this movie because even after he transforms, like when he's doing the whole like, oh my god, even the scene where he's like recording his powers is so. Oh my god, he's so boring. Why aren't you like more excited about this? There is, uh, of course, the uh, the scene that I think it it went up probably the the night that this movie came out, where he steps into the bat tank and they basically mm-hmm. play they play the the, the, the Dark Knight music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the horns that really do it. Those escalating horns. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't, like... How could again, you? Again, this is a reason why I feel like the the inability to give this movie a distinct atmosphere, like, is just... That's that's all tied into that, because then you wind up using... It, that was probably, like, temp music. Like, someone probably... They put, you know, the Hans Zimmer score <laughs> over that scene before yeah. the film had its own score. Right. And Definitely. then the composer came on and probably had two weeks to do it and just said... Temp, right, yeah. That's great. Let me borrow. Let me <laughs> borrow. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Um, what else before Tyrese? Oh yeah, <laughs> let's let's. I mean, he really he went for it, didn't he? Tyrese believed in this movie so much <laughs> that he thought he thought Martin Scorsese was complimenting it. Dan, did you send this to us? What? Oh yeah, where, yeah, uh, I did, yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing about that for like he, two he, days. He <laughs> fell for a, he fell for a cinema bastard's meme. So it's where um it's Martin Scorsese praising Morbius, saying uh, I couldn't even tell it was a comic book movie. It's just so compelling. It's so original. I mean, kudos to all the cast and crew. And then he he uh, he seemingly fell for it and and was saying yeah. thanks Marty on his actual uh, socials. So. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta feel, you gotta feel. That's Tyrese. tough. That's tough. Another character who seems to have more to do uh, in this film, but like, is probably his character is just probably cut. I bet if I, matter of fact, okay. So, so two things. Number one, uh, Tyrese Gibson is playing an actual comic book character. Oh, yeah. um, great! A, a very, very like you know, loosely used one, Simon Stroud, um, a government trained mercenary who's worked with Spider-Man and Black Widow and has investigated Morbius, the living vampire. So he was definitely supposed to be set up for something else. Um, and then similarly, uh, Matt Smith is playing kind of a, I guess some sort of like portmanteau, like combination character. He's playing Milo. So Milo Morbius is supposed to be Lucius crown, otherwise known as hunger. Um, uh, and yeah. I think that's like, it's basically like how Venom fought, um, right. Riot. Riot. Yeah. It's yeah. like that kind of relationship where there's right. just another, um, just another version you know, of you. He, apparently he was an agent of Hydra in the comics. Okay. Cool. So, Excellent. Awesome. All there things that, that hey, really cool. mattered in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All things, All things that, that I, I care remember. about. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Jinx. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, let's go ahead and, man, let's talk about these post-credits. <clears throat> oh, the best part of the movie. Yeah, enough Easily. of the movie. It's time to talk about the credits. Well, yeah, I mean, the only other thing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, mean which is, I, I agree with you, but that's, that's which is kind what of the, uh, endemic yeah. to what comic book movies exactly. have and, and this movie in particular, which is just, like I said, it's so, it's, like, it's let's just get it over of, with. It's a parody of post-credit scenes. Yeah. Is what it yeah. is. It really um, is. So this, this film... If you've seen Spider-Man: Far From Home, no, I'm sorry, No Way Home. Um, once again, those titles very similar. <laughs> Homeless. Um, Spider-Man this, the home. first post-credit scene opens with. First of all, 
I have to explain the ending of the film before we even get to this, which is he kills Milo, Correct. flies yeah. up out of the subway. Turns out that um, Martine is now a vampire herself. Looking forward to that. The second uh, to last shot is her opening her eyes, and then that's the, the last same shot as is the him flying around. That's the Electra <laughs> reveal at the end of Daredevil season two, where it's like, Electra's coming back! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Like, she's still alive. Um, so then it cuts to black. We open back on an overview of the skyline and the worst this is bad guys it's that pretty rough. that uh multiverse rift in the sky it's not great that looked like someone just taped it onto the theater screen <laughs> yeah. it looks so bad so they use that and this is i guess concurrent to the ending of no way home and then we go to an empty prison cell and lo and behold, Adrian Toomes pops up Michael Keaton returning we don't know it's better in this joint in this joint that's his says. reaction to being teleported into another yeah. universe that's his reaction to having his atoms and, and native cellular components completely evaporated and rearranged across the possibility composed in a new place yeah. so so this is another instance where i think this is something that was cut out of the actual film because in the trailers and we all remember when that first teaser came out there's a shot where morbius is walking in a prison uniform down an alley and we see Toby's yeah. Spider-Man on the mural. Oh, yeah. yes, And then correct. there's another sequence where Toombs is being pulled out of the car, the convoy, and he says, hey, Doc, we should keep in touch. And so it look. I'm assuming that that scene was Michael being, was Michael leaving prison and as Adrian Toombs uh, comes in, but they figured out, hey, that doesn't or, make sense. Yeah, right. So let's... Well, th- that was seemingly... Evidence that they were shoehorning MCU and the Morbius characters into the Raimiverse, which I was very upset about. But yeah. now, now right. it's looking yeah. like the 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 cutting of that is kind of evidence that it is going to be in the Mark Webb and could be in the Andrew Garfield uh, Sonyverse. So. Yeah, maybe, May- maybe. Like, well, because I know there was I that. I would like Oscorp that more shot, because I just right? don't want this shit existing in the same world as you know my. Aunt May and my J. Jonah Jameson and, and yeah. my Toby, you know? Sure. Fair enough. Sure. Da- Danny so, um, let, them, let them slum it out with uh, Paul Giamatti and Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I well, because that's the thing, though, is they teased, like, every universe is, like, they had the Raimi reference, they had the Oscorp from the Web universe, they had oh, yeah. the Venom reference, the, the which Daily Bugle I didn't know existed Raimiverse. in anything. He's reading a newspaper yeah, yeah. at one point, and it says uh, on the newspaper, um, um, "Chameleon escapes" or something, and it's the yeah, it's the yeah. Daily Bugle, and it's the exact yeah. same logo as the Raimi Daily Bugle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just I I just well first of all I'm like, oh my god, this like it wants to break my brain. Like even talking about this wants to break my brain. How? Why? Why? Is Adrian Toomes being transported to another universe when the whole point of No Way Home is that they're all coming? to tom holland's universe like why did he go somewhere else and and did they right. just let him out of jail because because like yes he, that because he flies <laughs> he flies to, they're like okay we don't have a criminal record for you because you're not so you are here, good to so go i guess you can just go yeah and and he gets yeah. his bird costume back how do he, he makes bird, it how do you get the fucking bird it's the exact same impossible from homecoming <laughs> yeah impossible he, he, he for him it. to have it especially Without when it was destroyed identity. It, it was, was destroyed, destroyed yeah. at the end of Homecoming, yeah. and also not only he has no criminal record, he has no record. Has no this human was not born that. on this planet. No, when it comes to so Marvel he can't stuff, he can't buy anything. 
you you have to turn your brain off sometimes. Like for example, when they're all getting dusted in Infinity War, and like their clothes and armor and robot costumes are getting dusted with them, it's oh, like sure. that doesn't really make sense. So I I guess it's they the same like just turn but, your brain off thing. Like but like even the even bird a... costume transferred universes too. But I think it sucks so bad. I know I'm, I'm not making an excuse for it. I know. No it's no bad. no no. It it is bad. I mean I think if to your point, if this is the web Garfield verse. They did tease All right. Vulture before. Mm-hmm. Why it would have made more sense to just give him a new stolen costume. stolen from Oscorp. That's what I'm saying. Just right. give him those Vulture wings or something that makes it look more like he got this from here, right. well, rather see, than that, that would take preparation and a foresight, which um, right. this right. faceless poor the Sony cutthroat money men do not have. So do not have yeah, and and that's that's especially evident in the in the final credit scene where right. um, shot on iPhone thirteen, um, <laughs> Jared Leto is driving out in a I, I don't know a Tesla to the edge of the Mojave <laughs> Desert to, to where is he to meet with um, Adrian Toomes, Adrian Toomes. Who you didn't know that New Mexico borders New York, Justin? Yeah, they're right. Uh, there's there's yeah. a desert just right outside the confines of our city. Come on, man. Oh, he's on Jersey Beach, probably. I think yeah. the, the Jersey Shore. That's where he is. Um, so Vulture comes out of the sky. Each other under their pier. Well, super <laughs> villains and salt right above them. <laughs> he's, he says. Uh, Morbius uh, steps on a on a heroin needle. Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, <laughs> "Whatever's going on here, I think it's got something to do with Spider-Man and Morbius, who evidently knows who that is." Uh, Wait, okay, okay. Vulture says, I'm thinking a, a couple guys like us could uh, team up, do a lot of damage. And Morbius says, Do a lot um, of good. Intrig- Doesn't he say damage? Yeah. Does he I know he says good. Does he say do a lot of good? He says good. I, do a lot of good. Man. Whatever the fuck, it means Anyways, the same thing. He's very <laughs> intrigued. He, he thinks himself yeah. a genius vampire has um some stuff he could accomplish with some balding 50 year old man in a bird costume. <laughs> So, I I do wanna I do wanna make sure this clip is record. I mean, this quote is recorded. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia breakdown of the cast, and apparently Leto found the role surprisingly challenging since it was less character driven than his prior performances and closer to his real life personality, not requiring his well known method acting approach. Going, going full method. <laughs> That's amazing. So is Jared Leto, it, it, is Jared really Leto drinking a, people's blood in the desert? It, it really gave him a uh, taste for going back to hardcore method, which is why he'll be playing a uh, pedophile in the future and uh, really method <laughs> acting <laughs> something unhinged. pedophile role. That's right. Oh, dude, James, James Gunn accused Jared Leto of being a pedophile in 2018. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he Jared Leto has been known for years to like to have sex with underage girls. He likes to play rape fantasies with his underage groupies. This is very damning. Ooh. Yeah, and here's my question: Ooh. If this is supposedly close to his real life personality, he in that in that desert cult he has, he's he's oh, sipping dude. on some blood. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There's there's 15 year olds who have accused him. Jesus, mm-hmm. how is oh he? God. I don't understand. I don't know. It, well, it must but, be but, it must be those cult ties. He, he must he must have a lot of must be hey, some Epstein hey Academy. Guess guess up. who still has his membership? Uh, guess who can still pull up to the mm-hmm. to the Oscars uh, whenever he wants. What a world. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, 
so Morbius is dumb, right? Uh, I guess hate. we can go ahead and rate it. Um, it's this movie is is a, is a vacuum. Uh, it there it has no <clears throat> confidence in itself. It, yeah. it doesn't. Wanna, that's that's uh, true. Yeah, new. That, that's a good way I, of, the, of verbalizing that. It it's it's not confident in in its own existence. In anything. Yeah. 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 And like and Zach, you are. I mean, obviously, you were you were you were joking a bit, but it's true that like there's no like Morbius doesn't develop really. No. He has, he does, we don't what know he what he what does he want, what he wants, or what he comes, what decision he comes he to. Wants at the to end. be a and silly little that vampire. Killing, does he still want to? that killing Milo is tragic, but mm-hmm. we, you know he barely he doesn't even call. <laughs> Max Smith yeah. is like, do you still remember my real name? Jared Leto is does silent. He say that? The man passes away. He says something about his real yeah, name. Yeah, like, no, he he, sa- he says you're the one who gave me my name. Oh, Which, is that what dude, he says? Dude, you're a loser if you let some What's other wrong kid name you. Imagine being eight years old and letting some other kid name you. <laughs> and allowing your surrogate father to also call you by that to fake name. To continue to say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the this movie's bad. I'm going to go ahead and give it um, one and a half. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to give it all nine digits of my phone number for Adrian. <laughs> To, uh, to text me. Did yeah, I take your You like it kind of did. Yeah. This is as good as it gets. I'm going to give it 10 woman in jeans out of 10. Great. Woman in jeans. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, did you I'm see a get... woman in jeans right here? <laughs> 10 digits. Phone numbers are 10 digits. I'm sorry. Continue, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it one and a half... Uh, Moment of silence that I had in the theater every time that that woman graced the screen. Mm. What a gorgeous! I really movie. hope Maddie does out, this out of episode. out of what one and a half. So it's so it's a of, perfect movie for you too. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half out of one, one and a half out of out of five million. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just yeah, I can't. it's uh. It's bad, there, there's man. there's bad movies and then there's non movies. Like non movies are like <laughs> this. Like there's yes. nothing yeah. to even think about. Like ba- bad movies. Bad movies are fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the yeah. absence of this. Is, exactly. Yeah. This, it's not even. It's not even bad. This it's just is nothing. We <laughs> just stare at a wall for an hour. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a, a bit more to chat about when we come back to discuss thirst. Stay tuned. Park Chan-wook has made it onto the show, everybody. Yes, he has. Mark your fucking calendars. This is the day. This is the day Park Chan-wook fucking made his way onto media more. We almost did it with The Handmaiden. Uh, there uh-huh. was an idea to to pair The oh. Handmaiden with Spencer, but that didn't go through. Did, did I mix that? Did I nix that because I'm you homophobic? Did. I wanted to bring on the other one. It was yeah. your fault. It <laughs> was <Yeah>. your fault. <laughs> yeah. And then lo and behold, Spencer had a gay subplot anyway. So yeah. Excellent. There you go. Well, I I knew that. I just I just couldn't deal with all the gayness. And I <laughs> can only handle so much. Yes, we are discussing thirst, which in Korean, by the way, is uh, bakjui, which is bat. Mm. So apparently, the film oh, is called okay. Bat in native Korean. I like a 2009 that horror film written, produced, and directed by Park Chan Wook, loosely based on the 1867 novel Therese Rakin. 
um, the film stars Song Kang Ho of Parasite fame Classic. Uh, as a Catholic priest who turns into a vampire as the result of a failed medical experiment and falls in love with Teju, Kim Ok Bin, the wife of his childhood friend. Um, it was an international co-production of South Korea and the U.S., uh, and cool. it won the Palm d'Or at the 2009 Cannes wow. Film Festival. Did it that's actually? Great. Wow. Yeah, the highest that's honor. Good. That's that's yeah, that's the most prestigious award you can win. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied. I lied. It was nominated. It nominated, won the jury prize okay. though. It won the jury prize. Um, way to rip that. Uh, way to whip that right award away, away from you. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this movie was Wes's suggestion. I had uh, Thanks, initially suggested that we try Near Dark, which is a mm. Catherine Bigelow. I was going to bring on Fright Night. So we yeah. all had vampire movie different, ideas. different vampire flicks. Uh, but, uh, I was going to bring on Twilight, <laughs> which kind of worked. Cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, like we said, Wes really farted in the room and left with these two suggestions. <laughs> I'm kidding. This he one's w- much better than Morbius. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad that if I got anything from Morbius, it was not. It was uh, an opportunity to watch this. Yeah. Um, so uh, this movie is really cool, and I should say, you know. Um, uh, Park Chan-wook is one of my favorite directors. He created Old Boy, Old Boy um, yeah. which is you know one of my favorite films of all time. So this was isn't that just dope to straight watch. up your favorite movie? Most of the time, I say it is, but I never like to give yeah. one answer because you know you can always neither do like, I. It no, depends on what. Just commit. Movie no, just commit. Just commit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sailor. Batman for me. Um, eighty-nine. Okay. Hey. No. Good one. Good no, choice. Okay. I don't want that to be on the record. No, it's too late. It's on record. Well, it's you said it's it. It's on the record. Let's continue. It's Great. on the record. Um, fine. Fine. So... And I'm going to cut in the apprehension and the edit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, let's let's get into initial impressions. You guys both watched this today. I watched it. I finished yeah. it earlier this afternoon. But um, <clears throat> Dan, yeah. you're freshest. So. Yeah, man. I didn't know it was even a vampire movie. I had no idea what it was. I, I know that last night you texted the group and you were like, this movie's disgusting. And I was like, okay, Wes, cool. Bringing on a nasty <laughs> fucking movie. I, I see you. Um, my buddy who's staying with me had seen it years ago. And so we were watching this. And still, I didn't know it was a vampire thing until like 20, 25 minutes in when he starts fucking drinking coma patient's blood. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, this is, this is going in a direction. Um, it's it's so cool how it, it kind of. I mean, I can only imagine seeing this blind when it came out, like I did, and and kind of the slow reveal that not only is it a genre piece, but it's it's like a, a vampire origin story from the most unlikely uh, foundation, I guess. Because mm-hmm. because yeah. like Morbius, this is like an abomination of science, but here it's like what a flesh-eating parasite that pretty much instills you with all the rules of a traditional vampire like you have to live off of blood can't go mm-hmm. in the sunlight yeah. get more powerful with all the blood you drink and can jump in slow motion and really high which is basically like flying uh yeah. Near it, it cuts it, yeah it cuts more of like the the folk-ish i guess elements of vampire lore like obviously he's never going to turn into a bat obviously he doesn't need to get a wooden stick through the heart or anything mm-hmm. like that but it keeps the you know the really iconic bits and pieces of, of vampire lore to pretty much create something brand new altogether yeah. this movie is a very unique identity I, I really like the way the plot kind of unfolds and it's in its act structure i mean spoiler alert i guess but like the fact that it's it's this like body horror like cronenberg thing where he, he kind of looks like the invisible man at first and then it mm-hmm. turns into like the young adult vampire love triangle thing mm-hmm. like a la twilight of course 
<clears throat> in a lot of ways, Song Kang Ho's character is is uh, a lot like uh, Robert Pattinson in this because 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 they literally have the hold on Spider Monkey scene and the whole yeah. like you uh, don't want what I have like that whole back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the, there's the there's the whole element with the the catatonic mom and and that's that's when the movie really comes into its own when when mm-hmm. they are just awesome. like alone in the apartment and and they're going out hunting together at night and stuff. That's all that stuff is really just engaging. I don't know. It, it it's it becomes a very very interesting piece of like genre pulp, I guess. Yeah. And it's yeah, and its yeah. final two acts, really cool. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I really enjoyed it. It was definitely. There were definitely, I guess, a lot of parts that were kind of difficult to watch just because, like, they did not hold back on the gore. And that eventually, you know, you kind of just become desensitized to it. Um, and I wonder if that's part of the point, you know what I mean? Like, you, mm. the more th- time you spend with these vampires, the more they kill, like, the more violent it gets, the more you're just like, yeah, mm. you know, honestly, you're just, you're trying to survive. I get it. Um but it was a really cool movie. I, I had no idea where it was going at any point. I was really into Yeah, the I like rom- that about it. Yeah, um, I was really into the rom- the romantic subplot, which quickly became, like, the main plot. Like, I just, I had no idea, like, how that was really going to factor in um, until, I guess, you know, you kind of get to know, um, what's her name? I don't know her name, the character. Oh, Taejun? Yeah, Taejun. Um, yeah, yeah Taejun. Her character, um, and then I kind of figured out, like, okay, she's going to be blooded, and then quickly become more extreme than him and it's gonna mm-hmm. there's gonna be conflict yeah, yeah. there um which is cool i've i don't i i know there are things that i've seen where that happens and i can't think of it now yeah but that's 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 kind of uh i don't want to say a cliche but the, but that is kind of a state of like yeah monster yeah a trope of like monster relationship movies like mm-hmm. this yeah. like like movies where one werewolf turns someone else into a werewolf or zombies or whatever yeah and then they yeah. become like yeah exactly um I mean, it is kind of what Morbius also attempts to do, right? Oh, yes, of course. Milo is a more yeah, predatory. Sure. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking of, though. It Ging- was the parallel. Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps is a great example of that. Oh, I haven't I seen that. Ginger Snaps, yeah. It's a, it's a werewolf movie. Oh, okay. Um, or even, even The Wolf Man, um, which oh, my yes. father loves, with Benicio Del Toro. Um, anything else, Zach? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a great film. I, um, I think... They're just so. I mean, the 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 scene where the like the uh, supporting characters kind of find out like what's been going on. Like, I don't know if we're just lifting the spoiler mm-hmm. wall, but you know, just like there's a big revelation, and then mm-hmm. the two of them just I get think to I work. spoiled the whole movie already. So <laughs> sure, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and then you know, Taejun especially like the way that she gets to work in that apartment is so fun to watch. Like when she just yeah yeah, yeah. like karate really chops cool. that dude's neck like that yeah. like i mean she's really fun um Dude, and they there's, just there's great practical effects in this and then there's yeah. just silly fucking cgi like it's weird the ocean sometimes of blood the effects are amazing yeah sure yeah sometimes the effects are amazing and then like when the two of them are jumping from rooftop to rooftop in the big wide shot that looks terrible that was so you know like yeah. the cgi is aged really poorly but the practical stuff still looks great yeah 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 no definitely um but anyway i Interesting i a mixed bag yeah, yeah, um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was it was a really fun uh, graphic movie, but it's a really great story. Like altogether, I think it works like really well. It's pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I f- I was very intrigued by this um, because of what you said, Dan. Regard like I knew going in that that vampirism was part of it, and that was why Wes had suggested it. But waiting for it to unfold was very interesting. The mm-hmm. idea of mm-hmm having this priest 
go submit himself to his because he's basically doing like hospice work right like he's he's a priest yeah. in yeah. this in this um infirmary where people are dying right. and he reads their last rites and he gives them absolution um he f- learns about this Emmanuel virus and he decides to submit himself for vaccination trials and he dies but he gets a blood transfusion and that blood came from a vampire. So then he wakes up and now he's a vampire. And the only way to uh, maintain his, his vitality is to continue consuming blood. Um, Again, I think this is something that Morbius rips where when he hasn't had human blood for enough time, he starts to wither and become sickly again. Right. This movie does it where the warts start to show back up. They're very hard to look at. It's very tough. uh, those those boils on on the skin and everything and blood starts leaking out of the orifices yeah. and all it's it's like ebola you know like it's it's really um, yeah. they shoot tough. blood out of every part of the bodies in this in this movie they yeah it's a <laughs> blast blood out of a L- lot of blood hoses too yeah which, yeah which is something you don't see as much of anymore that's that's definitely like a 90s and early 2000s thing yeah. when, you know you know like in kill bill when the heads get cut yeah. off and there's like the hose yeah yeah they used it they used the blood I, I miss hose. hoses i love they, hoses. they <laughs> used a blood hose on this short film that i did uh where there's a point where a character has to stab another character in the neck uh-huh. and in the behind yeah. the scenes photo they uh. have a blood hose running up her arm so that the spur they look they look oh, campy cool. and runs i mean it, it, it always has a kind of campy effect yeah yeah cool. yeah um i think there's a lot of themes that are running around in this movie that are that co- that complement each other really interestingly like right like the idea of as interesting as it would be to have like a doctor and it's like okay do i violate the hippocratic oath to survive yeah Here you have a catholic mm-hmm. priest not just yeah. any kind of religious man but a catholic priest who's like extra religious um who becomes a vampire and now he has to worry about committing you know sin and but also it's not just the sin of taking life but it's also the lust, the lust that yeah. seems to overtake him as a vampire um that he has to continuously battle against um but i started to wonder if and this is just how i feel and maybe in talking about it i might feel differently by the end and sometimes this happens when i don't watch a film in one sitting but i started to wonder Mm -hmm. if maybe Mm. there's too much theme and not enough story like i feel Mm. like there's a lot of interesting thematic development here but that the story itself is pretty like yeah it doesn't really move all that much. Threadbare. And it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it takes a while to move. And I think that's part of what you were talking about, Dan, where like by the end, by the third act, it's like, okay, here's here's kind of where it feels like it's it's coalescing. Like this this couple who have already committed adultery are now both wow. vampires and they're and they and now it's a bottle film because the mother is paralyzed. Yes, and it's about that was what right. she well, can and can't. Uh, I'll say this. I was never disengaged by the story and, and mm-hmm. like there are a few thematic things going on, but there was never a point where I felt like the story was, was boring or not really mm-hmm. hitting all the right marks for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying about how it, it only feels like it's coalescing in that final act, but I feel like the, the first two acts are so interesting in and of themselves from like an origin standpoint to like, the double life thing whereas in, in the final act he doesn't really have to worry about a double life anymore because mm-hmm. his whole life is pretty much the vampire life yeah. and in yeah. the second act it's like okay during during the night i have to i have to go to the hospital and drink this blood and then and then jump around and act like i've been in my room the whole time and then kind of fool this family i'm living with meanwhile i'm having this affair with the adopted daughter and stuff and like 
I almost feel like maybe I, I, I like the movie more when that's going on. Like, mm. like, like it does become more of a bottle movie as it progresses. But I mean, every act I think has, has a pretty engaging story. Right. And maybe that's part of what I'm, what I'm picking up on that I didn't verbalize correctly is that the it's it's almost like each actor there are parts of the film that feel contained unto themselves right and like they could be maybe it's that it feels episodic right yeah 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 yeah, i think that could be it yeah um which is cool like i I didn't it didn't i don't take away from my enjoyment of the film but i think that was just something i noticed where it's like it it, because it's not like with old boy for example which is not the only other park chan movie i've seen but it just comes to mind first It, it feels like there's a there's a through line there. Like the movie is about this dude wakes up in this place. I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I don't know if you've seen it, Zach. Um, this dude wakes up and it's, and he doesn't know where he's, where he is. And it turns out he's been mm-hmm. locked in this room for a certain amount of time. And now he has to pursue the people who put him in there. And yeah. then of course there's a, there's a revelation at the end, but like, I love that's when he what stops you- the guy. And he stops the guy who's about to commit suicide, and he's like, "No, before you commit suicide, I Let have me to tell, tell you my, my story." story. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then after he's done it. telling the story, he just lets him go and commit suicide anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's um, fucking hilarious. But you know what I mean. So that is a that's a, a, an example of, and if, it's actually another example of Park Chan Wook ad, uh, adapting from another medium because Old Boy yeah, yeah. is adapted off of a manga, actually. Um, yeah. So I need to finish that trilogy. I didn't see oh, the, the, uh, the third thing, yeah. one. Yeah, I only saw yeah. the first two installments. Um, but this is this is different in that they're, I guess I guess you could say that it's it's just more character focused than plot focused. Right. Is maybe what it really is. Sure. Um, uh, and so it's really about investigating like, here's this character. Here's all of the crossroads that he finds himself at. Morality, and how he tries yeah. to yeah the morality of it. How he tries to combat. Um, or how much he decides to give into Everything, his yeah. his nature, his new nature. The, the actual plotting of it is pretty singular, though. Like it, like it's mm. it's kind of plotted. It it almost feels like it's another graphic novel adaptation, like like mm. Old Boy. You know, mm. it, it feels very graphic novel, like a more pulpy like Junji Ito story or something mm. like that, like a like a manga. Yeah, um, I, I can see that. Yeah, I could see this being well, a graphic novel for sure. Yeah, when it comes to like story versus plot, I'm I'm not always sh- certain on like how to separate them because you mean versus character. All I know, well, 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 sure, but but like people always say, there's a difference between like story and plot, and like oh, oh, I know okay. from my experience of watching the movie, I really like the story, uh-huh. and and I like the way that events unfold, you know, which which yeah. is probably like which is probably plot too, wouldn't you say? Okay. Yeah. So story being, what is the, what's the narrative of this? Thing? Have, you, have you guys being, ever heard this, that, that like, that like plot and story are kind of defined differently. Now that you're explaining, like the, I think the, someone did the say The plotting, it. the plotting yeah. of something is, is different in, in some kind of arbitrary way. Like it's yeah. the mechanism of how the story unfolds. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah and, 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 and all I'm saying is, is for me, all of that, all of that stuff hits. I, I always found it very engaging and, and kind of suspenseful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's I, this... I, I really like double life stuff. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. There's this interesting thing where uh, Song Hyun, the, the priest, what happens when he's in the facility is that he, he recites this prayer over himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a very long and intricate and very beautiful prayer. Um, and then he dies. But when he comes back to life, 
everyone thinks that it's because of his prayer. Right, um, right. And so he becomes this icon, this this mm-hmm. messianic figure where people are like camped outside of the treatment center yeah. where he was. And every right. time he goes back, like they're like, oh, can you pray yeah. for, any, anywhere he goes? Like, can you pray for my son? Can you pray for except for that last time? What, what, what do you think of what do you guys think of where that goes? Because on the one hand, I, I like that, like the followers all kind of see him as like a hack by the end. But I don't really get why he would just go there to have sex with some random woman in a tent i thought it was you to know? yeah i thought it was kind of like um like he was purposefully trying to like destroy his reputation before sure, sure. you know what i mean like before he kills himself like I, I i don't i mean they already saw him fucking fly over like fly I know away. He, yeah <laughs> so they already <laughs> are like that would add maybe that would add to the jesus right narrative. you're right yeah. yeah so now they're they're like he has superpowers, but he's not a good guy, and that's how yeah. and so he died. C- could it could it be both that he's trying to destroy his reputation, and also just that he is no longer attracted to? I mean, th- th- this woman who no longer finds him mysterious and is no longer like easy for him to control, like she was in the past. Well, yeah, my I, I don't know my interpretation. He, he, he's, he he wants to be with someone who who sees him as like kind of godly again you know because because yeah. she did before he turned her and then he remembers well i have all of these followers and, and i'm and i kind of hate what this other relationship mm. has become let me just go and like prey on one of my followers you know that's an interesting read actually interesting. yeah and and i think it's valid i mean the the according to the the summary it is that he makes it seem like he tried to assault this girl on purpose so that there is he goes there knowing what it's going to look like so that i guess they they stop believing in him but i also do think that like what you're saying is valid regarding how the character kind of develops because he definitely does become very like narcissistic and Mm -hmm. he has sort of a i mean he maintains this moral code right where like well okay this requires getting into the relationship that teju has with her husband, um, uh, star of the show, played, who I, whose name I cannot remember. He, he uh, is, oh, he's so Kong goofy Kong and uh, funny. I love yeah, that. Um, I like that actor a lot. Yeah, I've seen he's him in a, in a few other movies. Um, and he, yeah, so Kong Wu is his name. The situation mm. basically here is that uh, Teju and Kong, Teju was adopted by Kong Wu's mother. Uh, yeah, as yeah. a child uh yeah, and then she raised into her, marrying basically she raised her as a daughter but also as a suitor for right. um her son and so they're just in an arranged marriage essentially but they both knew song Hyun when they were younger and then he right. grew up and became a priest he went into the 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 monastery the sacristy or whatever it's yeah. not the sacristy he went to become a catholic and um uh and then he comes back to them because kong Wu is sick and the right. mother is like can you pray for him right. um uh, Teju, the wife, she's deeply dissatisfied with her life, and she hate, she resents mm-hmm. Kong Wu, but he's not actually a bad guy. He's just a doofus. Just but a, she yeah, starts to what she starts to do is yeah. like trump up, um, oh, like he abuses he's me. He's been whatever, hitting whatever, her and stuff. Yeah, that was get, a really cool follow. Yeah, that whole thing. to get um, uh, Song Hyun to kill him, which she eventually does, and then when they're kind of like living, I love together, that scene in the raft. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, at first it's like, oh, oh, my wife is like protecting me, but then they both get on that end uh, of the boat and they're yeah, both was, facing him. It's tough, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really well staged. 
And she does all this because at this point they've been sleeping together. She's been falling into the allure of, you know, this, this magnetism that he has as a vampire, even though she doesn't know until he tells her later on in the film. Um, But, and I think this is past the point where she's asked him to, to turn, to turn her, Yes. but he hasn't wanted to do it yet. So Mm -hmm. they're in the house. The mother's catatonic with grief. She had a a stroke basically. Um, And yeah, she basically says, because he, I he forget exactly her. what happens. He smacks her, but I forget why. Uh, and she's like, "Oh yeah. wow, like you know." Well, he's oh, she sma- because she smacked the, the the mom. Yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't he um, like kill her because he he's overcome with the grief that like he killed someone who was innocent? He he thought that then that she well, told yeah. him that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was building was up to her. is that she she yeah, basically yeah. lets it slip. She's like, "Oh, like Kong never, never hit me." me. Yeah, and then he's like. But I just I killed bitch. this man. That's the whole reason he's dead. <laughs> I killed this man. Um, you ragged me, he, bitch. <laughs> chucks her into the wall, and then he yeah he snaps her neck, and then he Classic. resurrects her. Right. Um, and, and by a, the way, the when mother she's sees resurrected, it's that was it's crazy. like Jennifer's it's like Jennifer's body like Diablo Cody dialogue like they're <laughs> they're they're like going head to head as like two super powerful vampires. There's the part where yeah. he grabs her ankle when she's trying to jump to another building and she oh my god she like cracks her face, face. Plans, she, yeah. she, she gets like curb stomped on the on the <laughs> edge of a building and like her nose goes in and then she gives like a one-liner like um i dump him and, oh, and yeah. he drops me like this yeah. or something because he because he drops her onto the yeah. sidewalk yeah um, f- funny how, how that how that switch happens you know? They do. There is a lot of that kind of Slapstick. like campy yeah. uh, type of dialogue between them and exchanges. And and to your point, I was actually kind of surprised with how superhuman they are. Like yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I, I wasn't expecting in, this in, movie in, like, to take that ways, route. In subtle ways. Well, he like, breaks a sink. Yeah, break. when she'll He's... pick up like the the mom's like chair, and it kind of just looks like you're picking up like. Uh, I don't know, like a heavy box, a, yeah, a little yeah. TV or something, you know. And when he yeah. when he just kind of casually pulls off the um the trunk of the car and, and yeah, tosses it as though it were like it. a trash lid or something. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. they they don't really emphasize like that what they're doing is super human, but like you yeah. are seeing them pull feats of 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 superhumanity. I mean, yeah, yeah. Of I, I I think I think when it it emphasizes it when he's uh this is after he's. There's a term for this, but basically he's punishing himself um, uh, yes. for the for having lustful thoughts, and then he starts to like hear everything mm. going on around. That's when they really yeah. do. It's basically an X Men scene where yes. like he's even able to see the little like microbe on his own skin. Oh yes, that was really crawling cool. along, yeah. and like he's able to hear everything for like a yeah. three mile radius. Some yeah. of those effects are like I I like when like effects make you think like okay, how would this have, like practically be done? How would they have know? done like, this? Yeah, when when they're picking up like when they pick up the the mother's chair and stuff it's like I was okay, like, fuck? Is there, in this shot in this shot is there a dummy in the chair and the and the chair is basically only the outline of what it would be so that it's extremely light and you can you could maybe pick it up with like oh, one yeah. hand like it's hollow you know? yeah yeah stuff it, like like stuff really like well that done. that kind of gets your your mind that's probably like how that. they did it cuz i was thinking like did they put it on a track like yeah. and somehow yeah. like he's he, they're pulling it along. I mean, there was a lot of wire work. I, in this I just movie. love how how they do these things so so casually. Like yeah. the movie isn't making a big deal about it anymore. Like they yeah. they can just push a car, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's true. To be expected by this point. Yeah, because to contrast it against neck. Twilight, which did come out the year before, we were talking before the the recording started. Um, there's definitely a bit more reverence and awe for like 
what yeah. the vampire is, what mm-hmm. what they Hang can on, do. Hang on, Spider Monkey. Exactly, and the that, even that baseball the scene. That yeah, yeah. yeah, that baseball scene is all about like, look at how fast we can run, look at how high we can jump. And they um, they have to they have to match the sound of the bat cracking the ball with lightning strikes, so they can only play baseball uh, during yeah. thunderstorms. Oh yeah, which is a cool idea. That's a pretty um, yeah, cool very thing. cool, very cool. I I I will say there there are there are a few moments of like of that all, but I think it comes in when he starts to spend more time with Teju because the spider monkey scene where he's holding her and jumping around is very like whimsical. And we're just tracking her face Mm -hmm. as she's in euphoria being, you know, hopped from rooftop to rooftop. But I do agree that in terms of how the, I think in the filmmaking itself, the most of the powers are kind of displayed with an ordinary, like they're ordinary. Like when he, when he comes, when he leaves from her bathroom after telling her like, you know, I want you jumps out basically and he goes down the street and he like punches the street light yes it just falls over it falls over in a very Looney Tunes way yeah yeah, yeah. it's cool um, very horny movie this oh very a very, yeah, sure. a very, oh, very, very horny movie in a way yeah. that like there's maybe... a long sex scene I was like expecting two. that like a there's a couple ten, of them yeah. ten minute long sex scene when they when they do it for the first time yeah, yeah. and and it's it's you know uh Scandalous. I mean, Park Chan-wook is uh, all Scandalous, of these films involve yeah. involve like a lot of uh, simulated sex. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's I feel like this is not to keep comparing this. Well, yeah, to keep comparing this movie to Morbius because that's the, kind of what we do on the show. <laughs> that movie is pretty sexless, right? Like, there's there's no. Yeah. Where's the build up? Is there not a, not only is there no sex well, it's, scene, it's but low, there's it's no lowest common denominator. There's no chemistry. Shit, it's. Yeah. I, by this point, it's like if we make the safest movie possible, we can get the biggest returns possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Whereas, if it tanks, like, we, it won't have been a big investment. Yeah. Right. But but then it but then it's like think about movies that people actually enjoy. It's like they take <laughs> risks. You know, they they yeah. have sex and gore and and stuff that's a that's a little scandalous. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. At least the movies that people talk about. Right. Exactly. Um, I like what, what's the main character's name, Joseph, please. Song Hyun. Song Hyun. I like when he, yeah. uh, only to say he anyway, I like when Song <laughs> Hyun, um, I think he like drinks the blood of the guy in the coma and then like he looks in the mirror and like fully processes that he's a vampire and then immediately tries to kill himself. Like without yeah. any hesitation, <laughs> he just runs for the window yeah. and leaps out of it. And he, like that was his planned ending. Like he was just like, oh, and then he just attempted suicide. And I just like that there it's was a, no hesitation. It's a great it shot cool. too because it lingers and, and it takes you a while to realize exactly what happened. Yeah. And then you realize <laughs> that his head the... went like this and his legs are over here. So he has yeah. to pull his body back up over yeah. his own head um uh because he landed like with his face toward the building it's it's a great scene and he's kind of writhing I mean, yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah the best scene in the movie has got to be the catatonic mom using her nail that she has, still has movement into so tense out. that killer, was so killer tense. Hell. and 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 look over at the picture of her son uh yeah back and forth i mean, I mean my, my buddy said this while we were watching the movie he was like you see in, in movies all the time where like someone will 
make like a crazy accusation and everyone pretty much just instantly believes it because they need to move the plot along. And I mean, I guess that makes sense. You can't really have the characters question like, what's she talking about? You know, they just kind of sure. have to instantly like believe her or else like the, the, the movie loses steam. Yeah. We've been we've been building up, you know, and it's reaching its crescendo at that point. You have to yeah. just have those characters instantly be like, oh, I mean, well, if, if this catatonic old woman says it, then it must be true. And, That's a and, good point. You know, then they trap them in the house and they're, oh, and they're playing so cat good. and mouse and stuff. It's 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 an amazing scene. It's That's very, so very fun. good. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and at first I was thinking like, well, how, I mean, I had, first of all, I had to remember that she wouldn't literally be writing our alphabet. She'd be writing in the Korean right. alphabet. <laughs> But I was like, well, the movements are so subtle. Like, it's amazing that they would be able to tell what she's writing. Right. But I guess, you know, you grow up and I guess, like, you can tell, okay, even if I move. At one like, point, right your now, finger was just going up and down. And apparently, that made a letter. <laughs> I guess you would be able to tell if you've been looking at letters your whole life sure. that like oh that's what that's the one that she's doing it's also interesting that it, it's encased in this mahjong your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been reading if you're a literate person um, if you've been looking at letters your whole <laughs> <life>. <laughs> but it's it's encased in this mahjong scene which has been like a recurring thing right where yes, uh, the mother hosts mahjong at her apartment yeah and yes. the, she invites the neighbors and all that and now she can't play would you keep going at that point it, it seems kind of morbid it's that, a, yes. the original host is is just like a shell of their former selves just <laughs> sitting just... there like watching you play and watching you enjoy yourself like it's it, absolutely yes ugh. mrs ra is that's is a what they call and that's a really cool escalation of just like seeing how much has changed since the first time they played um you know what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. and yeah. also just like because you've come to expect that to happen like as soon as he's on the street and he sees that car pull up and then he just whispers because they can fucking hear each other he's just like what day is it you already know you're like oh my god they're gonna play that fucking game again you know what i mean like and that's a really cool way to just like build tension because you're expecting it. it's been happening throughout the movie it's just like really good like use of you know story writing and stuff i the the last part um, where they they really remodel this house, and I like the. Oh, there's some mm-hmm. interesting visuals where um, usually when you the, think of the vampires, hanging lights you, you and think stuff, of blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're associating yeah, but these red are vampires with it, but the fact that they don't want to be in a dark old castle. They want to have exactly. bright lights and stuff, you know. And the fact that they dress Teju in blue so often, she's in this rich like royal blue for that last yeah. uh, that apartment sequence is really interesting. Yeah. Yes. Park Chan Wook knows how to shoot that actress. By the way, he knows how to dress her <laughs> and everything. She looks she's, good from every good looking. angle she's the, the entire movie. Yeah. And there's a and there's a real transformation too, right? That's like, true. like when she becomes a vampire, you know, mm-hmm. there's you can tell the difference yeah. like and in her she's, skin she's and everything personally more even in the face yeah. yeah 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 so she's wearing makeup and and she's you know there's more of a glow to her yeah um mm-hmm. and she's just fully indulging in this you know this predatory yeah. um existence and i really like the contrast where like <laughs> she's killing these people ruthlessly yeah and mm-hmm. then song hyun is just like hanging out in the hallway like well he throws one in a closet still completely <laughs> alive like he doesn't yeah. even like kill like, her stay yeah. here but doesn't make any effort to really try to stop. Um, no. Uh, he, well, he does. He does lift I, her off of that guy. To wh- tell her to hangs- just hurry up. That sh- that shot is great, by the way. Yeah. When, when when he's choking her and she's got her choking legs around the guy. guy and, and it's it's a wide shot. She drops the guy and then from where he's holding her in the air, she, she drops wraps down up on and him. puts her legs yes. around him. Oh, that was so yeah, good. it's a perfect shot. 
Yeah. Um, and I like she's... their like vampire domestic disputes. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. When I'll get the blood. They argue over, over who gets to drink from the body when it's fresh and stuff. Like when yeah. she comes back up the stairs and he's like, what? You already had your fill. Yeah. And in that way, it's like a romantic <laughs> comedy almost. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. At least, I at guess. least in those, in those particular moments where it's like the, odd, you know, almost like a odd couple situation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious though. This is just a, uh, I guess a lore question about the film. So all the, like Song Hyun is, uh, well, no, I, no, I lied because he does die before he comes back. I was going to say, I wondered if the movie was implying that she was stronger than he is because she died and got revived, but the same thing happened. Yeah, he, he wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't alive when the transfusion Although, happened. He really well, came he? back pretty quick. No, he died, but he, he, he came back pretty quick. I they think, both like, come back pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like she, she comes back right when he starts kissing her, and then, and then her actual moment of revival is is uh, reciprocating the kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You yeah. can see her hand moving, and stuff. which is yeah. very horny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Just him that... cutting his fucking tongue, and then like all just those sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's those, like, great. Visuals, I was like, I love oh. the visual of that. Yeah, the yeah. sound design is insane. It's in this so movie. it goes so she, crazy. She needs she needs my blood, and I want to kiss her, and this is what I'm gonna do. It was cool. Yeah. it was like it was uh, a nice twofer. The slurping yeah. sounds that they and then just yeah, both yeah. of them yeah. taking each other's blood at the same yeah. time, effectively it. mixing it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I I love the like morbid romances of this. Yeah, it's really, really excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think that this movie has a pretty perfect ending. Um, yes, mm-hmm. I love I love I love how the sequence plays out with her realizing what he's doing yeah. and progressively trying to stop it from happening. A little silent film. Like, he won't get... even let her hide underneath the car. Yeah, <laughs> they basically and you know the, mo- the mom watches everything she, and she's like thing. laughing. Yeah, yeah, she's like from with her, her eyes. Seats. But she's fucked, uh, though. I mean, I'm sure she enjoyed the moment. But she, she's in yeah. a car in the desert looking he over gives her the phone. phone. How's she going to die? Yeah. How's she going to talk? How's she going to how she gonna speak? Yeah, he gives her yeah, a phone. Right, but even yeah, if exactly. she dials 911, how is she going to She can't say do anything. what's going on? He just but you know, what was I nice of him. Maybe they'll just come. Yeah. What yes. was nice of him was to take off the, the headrest so that she would really have a good view of them. dying. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was sweet of yeah. him. But uh, yeah, no, she's super dead. I don't think she's making it out of there. They they do a nice yeah, callback in this in conversation sequel. where where Song Hyun tells her like you know I wanted us to be together forever so see you again in hell yeah uh, and she said when you're dead you're dead There's and it, nothing. it calls yeah. it calls back to her saying like I, when they are about to have the affair he's like I could you know I'll I'll go to hell for this she says I'm not Catholic it don't yeah. matter to me right. but also <laughs> at this point has he has he completely given up on his faith that it's that's the que- mm. that's the question there too. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a great uh, dialogue moment because it, it, it kind of coalesces both of their both of their arcs. Their yeah. She's no longer this, you know, timid little church mouse and, and he no longer is the holy man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it's very reflective of both of those things and just two lines of dialogue. Yeah. And her ashen skeletal feet dropping oh, yeah. into his, his shoes, shoes yeah. at the end. That's classic. silly looking, silly looking CGI, but yeah, it's it's, silly. it's it's a cool visual, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, the ocean it, of of blood with the the very whales silly. was That's wild. That took silly. me right out. I thought it was a music video was starting. I thought we were ending the music <laughs> video. Yeah, that was kind of crazy, but um, I thought I was on DeviantArt for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't have much else to uh, to say about the movie. I'm ready to rate it. I don't know if you guys have any closing points. Um, no, I'm good. Or anything you didn't get to touch on. 
good, good, I, good. I'm gonna you know, whenever bodies. you whenever you ask that, I try and think really hard, and it's like I don't know. I, good I'm film. That's <laughs> fine. Spot. No, it's fine. We've talked and, and and we've said what needs to be said. The the film is the talking. Great actor. As David Lynch. The once film said. is the talking. Um, the film is the talking. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say, when I came in, I was kind of feeling like embalmed, but I think. I think reanimate is appropriate, like a low reanimate. I would want to watch it again uninterrupted because I do feel like that mm-hmm. episodic that nature messed with me because I was sure. watching it in parts. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I I, definitely think it's worth watching. And I think that it's like a really interesting yeah. fusion of different ideas where it's an and, adaptation and really of this shows... story, but it's a vampire's yeah. tale at the same time. Yeah, We can take all this old folklore and, and still make new things from those pieces, you know, for yeah. like, like, disassemble the puzzle of like old folklore like um you know werewolves and and skinwalkers and vampires and you know even the zombie which dates back to to haiti yeah um and and reassemble it into something that's you know a mishmash of genres and new ideas i mean even in the vampire genre within the past 10 years we've had let the right one in and Mm -hmm. and twilight and this Mm -hmm. and uh what was the other movie that you wanted to bring on near dark, right? I mean, the 80s had, had really yeah. interesting vampire stuff, too, with Fright Morbius. Night. Morbius, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just it just goes to show, I mean, no... You, there's always things that you can pull from and, and create something completely new. Absolutely. You yeah. know? Absolutely. It's yeah. a good example of that. Absolutely. Is that a reanimate, Dan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I'll, I'll yeah. also... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I'll also give it a reanimate. Um, I just think it's it's a really great human story that's, you know, also a vampire film. You know, like, it's mm-hmm. definitely about vampires, but it's also just, like, this story about people and evolving and trying to figure out what you really want out of life. And I think that's uh, it's really well done and it's really well acted. I think those two characters bounce off of each other beautifully, like, just how yeah. different they are great like chemistry. yes they they really they they really uh bring it home so reanimate well done well done, well done gents. everybody look at us look we us. don't need west we don't, we don't need, need his apartment I prefer if west Man. didn't come back no i didn't no i didn't i, I, I didn't say that no i miss him i miss him too. i miss him a little bit um west come back. <laughs> no comment no comment <laughs> i guess um i we at first this was going to be our season finale but because we're going to be right back for Doctor Strange, it doesn't make sense to call it a finale. So when does, when does that come out? May that 6th. comes out in a month, right? Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's more a of month a month from the return of Sam. Look at that. I, we're I'm almost there. Excited. We're almost there, buddy. It's more of a mid-season break, I guess. Sure. Um, but we thank you very much for listening, folks. Uh, if you want more media criticism, you can check out our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Podbean app, as well as YouTube. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. Let's it helps it. us out a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, spread the word um, and spread the blood. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Start mm-hmm. biting people. Get that blood in you and put that blood in somebody no, else. We're gonna that's, have to. The, that's the more Remember, way. you don't need consent if they're a coma patient. All right, you boys. Don't. Wow. <laughs> See you next week.